Welcome back to Artists on Artists on Artists on Artists. Today, we talk to Hollywood's biggest robot creators, animatronics. Animatronics, or mechanical puppetry, popularized by movies like Star Wars, E.T., and a bunch of other flicks from that time. They are puppets or figures that uh, enable and use the use of robotry and sometimes even artificial intelligence. So put your hand in a sock and play along. Let's listen in. Wow, what a great crew we have here. This is fantastic. Uh, y'all are some of my favorite uh, animatronic people. Uh, it's great to see y'all. Well, be careful. We're not animatronic people. We are people who work in animatronics. <laughs> yes. I like uh, the yes, word yes, artist. Yes. Very, yes. very, because animatronic people are the people we create. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, should we go around and um, say our names? Uh, I would love that. Let's go around. Yeah. Well, I'll start. My name is TJ Thibodeau. I uh, am an animatronic worker, and I worked on those hot animatronics down at Avatar World in uh, Disney World. I've worked on a lot of animatronics for Disney in the past, and my recent, most recent project was those beautiful, beautiful blue... Uh, alien creatures from Avatar. Um, uh, hello, <laughs> hello. I'm 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 Dottie Jones, and um, I make animatronics that are a little unexpected. You may not even know that they are animatronics, but you know when a mother is holding a baby, and the baby is too young to be an actor. That is what I do. I make it so that the blanket wriggles around a little bit. So my animatronics are little itty bitty babies. A really important line of work, Dottie. Mm. Hi, my name is Buster Reverend, uh, and I built the one and only uh, shark in Jaws. Uh, wow. Haven't been hired since. <laughs> it is really wonderful to meet you. Thank you. Been in the business a long time, but... Been on a really long hiatus. Do you feel like you are a one-hit wonder, or do you feel like you have more in store? I don't use that word in my household. Uh, my ex-wife sure does. Oh, <laughs> brother. And she is still in your household? Yeah, the bitch won't leave. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm really excited to get to talking to you guys, because I, I, I believe our industry changes every month. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. I'm very much of the old school animatronics, mm -hmm. and I'm really trying to get back in there and uh, see what's going on now with you youngins. Well, I cannot wait to tell you about it. My name is Noah Victrola. I work on animals. I work on all sorts of animals in Harry Potter and many other areas. Animals that come in that are made of robots, and I make them. I love animals, and it's very fun for me. I like to make feathers on robots. I like to put different types of things around, and that's what I do. So when you see an owl, it, it might not be an owl. It might actually be an animal. I mean... <laughs> It might it, not actually be an animal. It must be an animal, I yes. misspoke. I never misspeak. I usually am very <laughs> precise with my words. I must be really nervous because a lot of people around here are my heroes. Oh, wow. That's so wow. sweet. Yeah. I started in my garage, and to be here with some pros, I am stunned and honored. I meant that sometimes it's not an animal. Sometimes it is a robot or an animatronic being. Mm. Thank you. Greetings. 
My name is Jeffrey Funk. <laughs> you might know my work. I've been working in animatronics for 30 years. I've worked on Hellscape, Hellscape 2, No Escape, and of course, We Bought a Zoo. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh! I just to to hear that you worked on We Bought a Zoo. It was and and it was my magnum opus, you could say. <laughs> that is one of the reasons why I am so stunned to be here today because your work in We Bought a Zoo is the reason I am doing what I am doing. Well, we worked together. You did uh, uh, Evan Almighty, right? We, we both do. We both do animals. That's right. You did Evan Almighty and Bruce Almighty too. I did do those. Yeah. Yes. Your work, your anthology of stuff is just, your your work is, it's so, it's that so. That scene in Bruce Almighty. Yeah. When Jennifer Aniston's breasts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, how did you make the breasts? How did you make those breasts grow? <laughs> You'd think they would have used CGI, but no, those were robotic breasts. <laughs> what? That we, is incredible. We taped hers down, mm. put robotic breasts over, and they were, they had several types of um, pistons on the insides. Mm -hmm. oh. In fact, up, upwards of a hundred on each breast, and they expanded. I heard the noise was unbearable. <laughs> Absolutely excruciating. That is the work I'm trying to get into. That's right. That's awesome. Yeah, I heard it sounded like the jaws of life. It, it did. Just, just and I know, and... I, I know a thing or two about the jaws of life. I also heard that you and Bruce Almighty were responsible for the scene where the monkey uh, ripped its way out of someone's asshole. That is also correct. <laughs> God! I can't believe that was animatronics. You, so you made boobs and an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> what a dream, what a dream job. <laughs> to make boobs and an asshole, this is why we do this. <laughs> We're over here talking about fishes and babies. You're Meanwhile, doing the you're real making stuff. assholes. You're doing the real stuff. It's the stuff we're all trying to get into. The green berets of animatronics. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You are like the heroes. You're Not the, the Navy SEALs, the green berets That's specifically. Right. That's right. Yes. I have I have a poster of you in my, uh, well, it was in my room, and then I moved it to my bathroom. Okay. <laughs> of, of which, myself? Or? Yes, of you. Wow. Standing next to... Of course, the asshole and the butt. Absolutely shredded. You they make it. posters of that. They do. Mm -hmm. It was a massive marketing uh, strategy only in Ohio. Mm -hmm. Wow. It was, come for Jim, stay for the ass. So I've got a question about that. Was it a real monkey animatronic asshole, animatronic asshole, animatronic monkey. monkey? Yeah, what was real, what was built? Because I was, could not tell watching that movie. It was an animatronic asshole in both. However, we did use a real monkey first. <laughs> first? <laughs> but oh, no. it, it, un it unfortunately did not make it. Oh, no. <laughs> it got caught in the asshole. Who could have guessed? It's a classic asshole closing too quickly. Who could have guessed that the Absolutely. monkey wouldn't make it? Absolutely. Oh, That's a really good topic of conversation to oh, talk dear. about when your robot outdoes some of the abilities that the humans on set can do, right? When mm. we build unsafe right. environments. Absolutely. Almost. Correct. And it's, it's safety, I'd say, is a huge part of animatronics, and it has been since the 80s. Very important. Well... Some people here work in film. Some people here work in parks, right? So yes. who, who all has worked in parks? You have worked in parks? I've worked in parks. You worked I, in parks as well? Well, tangentially, um, I, I pioneered a, a type of device, uh, software, for animatronics to feel pain. And oh. they've actually used that in the animatronics in the Hall of Presidents. Every single this... one of the presidents in Disneyland 
feels pain. And this wow. is really interesting because I work with Disney a lot, mm -hmm. and this is a debate we have all the time. Why did we install this? Why did we make an animatronic feel pain? It's we're we're really tiptoeing the line of what it means to be human and what it means to be a so robot. So the question about the pain is it is it um is it emotional or is it physical? I would say it's a mix of both. It's both. Really. Yeah. Holy shit! People want to see something real. Is what we've discovered. And because I've walked into the Hall of Presidents, and I've never looked at the presidents as um, physically in pain in any way. So is it just to, to give them an internal life that that we're not aware of? What's fascinating is the software to experience pain is moving faster than the software to have the animatronics express it. They're feeling it. Oh. They're simply trapped in their own animatronic wow, bodies. It's deeply haunting. It is Do you feel as an artist? Do you feel as an artist uh, a lot of uh, just shame in making uh, things feel pain? Absolutely not, Buster. I wanted to mention too that I heard that in the haunted mansion, um, uh, they actually made all the ghosts uh, crave human bodies like their food. Right. So they want. So so it looks like they want to be in the bodies. Is that really absolutely. true? Absolutely. I've I've heard that's absolutely true. That is crazy. And that's why the experience feels so real. Wow. It's silly, but you're actually in danger. Mm -hmm. wow. Can you locate the place of pain that the robot is feeling? Well, it depends on which president or animatronic. In the case of Abraham Lincoln, yeah. he's feeling an explosive pain in mm. the back of his head mm. at all times. Uh, that's to make the experience real and to, uh, uh, in a sense, give him life after his excruciating death. I heard George W. Bush feels a pain in his heart. <laughs> I, I don't that know if that's true. <laughs> well, I've seen, I think, George W. Bush... I think you took to creative clarify, license with to that clarify, one. George W. Bush, the real person, doesn't feel pain, but the animatronic does. Yes. And that's where the artist becomes an artist. No. And you <laughs> wanted to make that a reality. And obviously you go... You, so you, does this become voodoo dolls? <laughs> well, that's also a very good question for it, for our you know whole career. I mean, what point is this voodoo? What point is this making other lives? What point are we put, put, putting ourselves and crossing the line? You know, so there's an idea that we are trying to play God by making puppets. I don't think that's what we're doing. I do not. I think we're trying to make a movie. I think what is frustrating to me is the idea of uncanny valley. I think it has. For it has stuck mm -hmm. us in so many corners. And people saying, oh, this is a little too close to real life. Oh, this is freaking me out. And that is inappropriate and that is wrong and I do not like that. Yes. I, I think if something is weird and it's a human being doing something weird, if a human being is taking a dump in the middle of the street, I don't freak out. I say that's a, somebody doing something weird. So if, <laughs> if, if there is a robot that is weird to you, then you need to leave that alone because that is just like, just like a human taking a dump in a street. It's its own thing. So when somebody takes a dump in the street, you're not calling anybody or you're not freaking out. I'm not freaking out. out like the way people freak out when they come into my bedroom. But did, why did they freak well, out? Because of the animatronics I keep in there. Because of the animals, the creatures. I have a creature from Pan's Labyrinth in there. I have a creature from Which one from Pan's Labyrinth? I have uh, one of those little plant goblins. Oh, Absolute those are terrifying. Of those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah those are very terrifying. They, they scream, amazing. right? Those ones? They scream. The mandrakes. <laughs> yeah, those are in those are right above my bed like a like a mobile for babies. And so people come into your bedroom. <laughs> are they coming to for what for you? For well, what my mother my mother comes into my bedroom and she gets so mad at me. Oh. Stop. Like, Sounds like my ex-wife. Mm -hmm. No. It's my mother. <laughs> I'll just say that sound. Remind me, my ex-wife. Oh, okay. I'm so sorry to meet you. It's okay. It's okay. 
Um, and she comes in, she freaks out. She doesn't like some of the things that I do. And I brought in somebody too that I, I kissed her on the lips in my room. <laughs> so uh, you kissed her on the lips and then, and then what happened immediately following the kiss? Did you hang out for a while or did, did she leave? My E.T. fell over and she freaked out and she ran out. <laughs> that actually segues me into a really interesting question that, I want, that I've been thinking about a lot for this panel was, have you also, have you, has everybody else also experienced their animatronics doing weird things that you didn't tell them to do? Kind of like ghosts nope. or just well, talking I will weirdly. say my babies, my babies have... Well, I've not programmed them to do anything, and I insist that I've never seen it, and I because I haven't. And I will say that the the actresses playing the mothers who hold the babies have a history of going insane, and really? they report they report. But this is completely inaccurate. I know that they are just getting really deeply into the role, but they report after holding the baby, feelings of the baby won't leave me alone. The baby wants to come home with me. Actors the baby are funny has that imprinted way. on good. me. That's I'm going an... insane. And actors are just crazy. They're I don't funny know how that way. else to put it. I do not like it. actors. I wish they would not no. be in movies. I wish they were animatronics. I think I they're overpaid, they number one. Right. Number two, they have too many dang rights. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's crazy about the baby thing, and I don't think that's true, and I don't think we should believe the actors, you know, but I do like that story. Have you I, have you ever lifted up the baby and felt anything like that? Oh, I don't lift the babies. I absolutely don't lift mm. the babies because I'm not a mother, and I'm not playing a mother, so I couldn't possibly be trusted to lift the baby in I, any... Do you lift the babies in the process of designing them or building yeah. them? No, I, I use my feet. On purpose, so that I never no, have to feel the feeling of holding a baby in a, in my mother's arm in a mother's arms, you, as if I were a mother. You build those babies with your feet. I have very dexterous toes. That yes. is a classic method. I have to separate the art from the artist, and a baby is so inherently tied to mother mm -hmm. that if I build the mother with if I build the baby with my hands, I become mother. I don't want to be mother. Right. I never want to be mother. I want to be childless. I want to be able to go to the beach without hiring a babysitter. <laughs> and you using your feet is that separation. Yes, it, it creates a wall between the baby. Do you, between the baby and the mother. Listen, does anyone else feel that, that the products they create, do they feel a maternal attachment to them or are they able to separate it? Well, I'll say it's not necessarily maternal for uh, the people down in uh, Avatar world for me. You mm. know, um, I've had some pretty crazy experiences with my Avatar people. Uh, you know, the other day I was down there, it was late at night, and all of a sudden one of the Na'vi turn on and start saying these weird stuff, you know, like, uh, unobtainium, we gotta get back to our planet, Jake Sully. Mm -hmm. And I go, no, I'm TJ. And then they say, you're our Jake Sully. And then the hair starts coming off and the tails start wagging at me, and I'm like, I think these... I think these Navi are trying to fuck me. I think oh. these Navi are trying to fuck me. So, is that something you put into the design? Lightly, lightly talk? as a wild card. Yeah, I mean, we all throw in wild cards into our designs, just little inside jokes. And I just mm -hmm. added a little bit of thing where 
maybe 10% more they want to fuck you. I don't I know. I do if, like putting inside jokes into our, I into our like robots. Jokes. I do. Sometimes I slip, in the, I slip in a single peanut into the baby and because that's an inside joke I have with my sister. <laughs> that's a good inside joke. That could ruin the inside machinery, but if you what? put just one little peanut what? in there, that's great. I have What's a joke with your sister? Joke. I would love to know what the inside joke okay, is. You, you probably won't joke. get it. You probably won't get it because it's an inside joke. But my sister and I were at the Dodger game, and we are we're in the load section, and we thought that we were gonna get um, a foul ball. We thought a foul ball was coming towards us. We thought we might be able to catch it, and then at the exact moment, a guy got hit in the head with a peanut, and so now we keep looking at each other and we say peanut, and so we'll hide peanuts in certain places. <laughs> That seems pretty easy to understand. <laughs> no, you wouldn't get it. You had to be there. Absolutely I mean, crazy. Wow. Fascinating. <laughs> does that does that rot the animatronic, having a peanut that, inside it? Does that affect no, its, its programming at all? <laughs> no, it's shelled. It's shelled. So I and I make sure to oh, put right. it far away from the battery and far away from the, you mm. know, the control system that um, makes it move. Um, I sort of just strap it to the baby's chest like a little bomb. <laughs> Oh wow! Oh, like a little bomb. <laughs> like a little bomb. <laughs> like a little bomb. Like a like tiny the little bomb. Tiniest bomb. <laughs> Classically, the only thing you can strap to something. <laughs> yeah, true. you have to be careful though with food and animatronics. I took some freelance work recently uh, at the Rainforest Cafe. Oh. Oh. Um. And yeah, we had to build some cockatoos. I and, have worked very extensively with the Rainforest Cafe. Yeah. I had yes. to replace a gorilla because the um, fizz from uh, the Coca-Colas uh, would get in the air and was corroding. That is exactly what happened to the cockatoos. And they're just a revolving door with animatronic mm-hmm. artists. Yeah. They will not keep one in-house, they, no, these people. They, they wheel us and they deal us. <laughs> they, they use us up and they throw us out. Well, mm. I heard the rate for that is like a hundred dollars a week or something uh, I my, it's not good my reps uh, uh bought me up to 150 what are you doing as a day rate for the rainforest I was, cafe i was paid 25 dollars per animal and i worked on 25 animals wow how wow. many hours was you putting in for each animal <laughs> 12 to 18 you were being paid with cents on the hour Yes, but that was all during one week, so it was a good rate. <laughs> <laughs> and and they, they feed you. Yeah. They feed you, because I was build, building in-house, were you? I was building in-house. I was building right next to the dining <laughs> while it was open. I had Oreo milkshake after Oreo milkshake Absolutely. after Oreo milkshake. Were you allowed to eat other things, or did you choose that? I'm a milkshake man through and through. I had the Tiger Burger for breakfast, lunch, and <laughs> Are you guys on set when you're working, or are you just a prep day and a wrap day? Well, for me, I'm not really on set as much. I'm kind of just in the studio and on the rides, kind of working on the Navi. Uh, they are an exceptional race of uh, alien, and they are an exceptional creature. Well, how often are you at the park? I'm at the park all the time, honestly. There's something that draws me in. Uh, I have to go and check up on the Navi and see how they're doing, and now it's almost a situation where... I've got some crazy ideas, you know, about uh, where they actually belong. No, where do they actually where, belong? Where is that? I don't belong at Disneyland, let me tell you that much. <laughs> I tend to agree. Um, on Thank we, you for agreeing with me there. Of That's course, great. Of, of course, TJ. <laughs> on We Bought a Zoo, now, a lot of animatronics have reached a point of advancement that they are free-roaming, in a sense, that 
they're not brought in by a truck or something. We have them in a storage area. They walk themselves to set, obviously with a wrangler, such as myself, and they are there and they might wander off, if not carefully paid attention to. Um, and in fact, on We Bought a Zoo, they had such independence that when I found out that they were going to be CGI-ing over all of the shots of these animatronic animals, I decided to take it within my own hands to release them onto the set and out of it. Uh, all of those animatronic animals were unleashed onto society so and are now out are free now? roaming. Well, I've heard some reports of there was a rhinoceros that absolutely terrorized a wawa. <laughs> <laughs> I heard about that. Yeah, that was really upsetting. <laughs> I heard about that. Somebody had and, a and horn got through away. their hoagie. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and it got away. Um, so some of them are out there. The giraffe did not make it. Uh, it was shot on set. Uh, they got it right in the motherboard. So it, it did die. Was the studio, did they take legal action with you? Did you have any repercussions Absolutely not. They were so horrified by the existential reality of what was happening that nobody there even wanted to discuss it afterwards. Wow. I followed this closely. It was a very, very, very intense week for upstate New York, mm -hmm. and it ended when it rained. <laughs> that is unfortunately the, the reality. Of every animatronic is rain. Correct. Uh, yes. let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. Wait, so you... Well, well I, I got yeah. 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 Let's, let's talk about it. Buster, you rained <laughs> in the underwater. In the ocean. <laughs> that's that's never been done again. Yeah, and I can't figure out how I did. <laughs> that's oh, why it's a fluke. That's why I cannot get fucking hired again. Because people ask you, how did you make the shark from Jaws? And you say, I don't know. Just like Stephen King with Cujo. A hundred percent. Do you guys, you guys know those hours that you're spending in your studio or your garage or whatever, and you're building, and at some point, this is back in the day, when animatronics, we were just carving the field. We did not know. It was our, our head was in a dark asshole. Mm. We couldn't see left from right. Mm -hmm. Sounds like and, a monkey in... Is, yeah, a monkey. Yep. <laughs> Sounds like the first monkey, the real monkey. The real yeah. one, yeah. And I a mean, when, wrench, you are, you when you are trying thing after thing after thing, you don't know what you tried. So all of a sudden, it's 4 a.m. You're going through it, and that jaw moves, and that fucking shark makes a move. You are filled with so much joy. You don't remember what you did. You just go, take this to set. Take this to set right now. And so, they took it so to the, set. I called. Uh, yeah, I just Mr. had a quick uh, question. Was, where you were working on the, but that was a different field of water than set? You weren't working on the. So I was on the Universal lot. Uh, they gave me a studio there to build. And we had a little pool. And I built this thing in the water. And it was working. And I don't remember if it was the blue cord or the red cord. <laughs> Classic. I don't remember. One of those made the fish. I don't remember what I did. And I used to be very ashamed that I don't remember. But now I, I have to lead with it because I get hired and they say, can you build this in the in the water? The Finding Nemo ride at Disneyland, they brought me in. And I said, guys, my hands are tied. I, I, I'm going to need weeks to figure this so out. So you get hired and then subsequently fired. And you so... You've been you've been doing this for about forty years of be, of not actually being able to do the job. I take freelance work. 
Rainforest Cafe. Oh, right, 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 right. There was a week where the Bob's... The Bob's Big Boy Burger guy, they wanted him to move. That I, was I, one of the most exciting weeks of my what life. One of the best weeks I've ever had. <laughs> that was an incredible week. I think we all interviewed for the position. <laughs> that was so, just for that one week, they got mm-hmm. him to move. How did everyone's interview go? Remember? Remember we had to do it by all the classic cars? Yeah. Right. Oh, my goodness. That was very exciting. I had to sit in a Model T. And I could tell them what I would make Bob Big Boy do if he could come alive. What did you say? I said he would play cards, poker. That's funny. So he'd sit down and play cards. And he would always look like he had something mischievous of his hand. He had a nice card up his sleeve. A smart way to make, bring in extra revenue for Bob's big boy. Have him win every time. Yeah. Beat the big boy. It would be a whole, it would be a whole game. Be Beat the big game. boy. Beat, Beat the, the big boy. boy. That was me and that Jaws shark. <laughs> Beat the big boy. Right. <laughs> okay, let's talk about it. Do you guys have successful romantic lives? Here, let's talk about it. Because <laughs> I find that as a man who's been building machines, it's hard for me to get out there. My ex-wife was just terrified. And it sounds like you've been trying to kiss women on the mouth. I, and I, it's hard. I did not say it was hard. I said it did happen. It was easy for me to kiss her because we had strong feelings for each other at the time. But it was hard for you to keep that relationship going because your E.T. fell on top of, of creatures her. in my room. <laughs> I would say I actually am very good on dates. And I would say I can't keep women, men, anyone off of me. They're very interested in me. They love me. They, I, I do not know what it is. I do not what I know what I give off. But I have been told this is raw animal sexuality. And when I do try to make things happen, I take them back to my room. That is a kind of an issue. I would also say if we don't go to my room and we go to their house, it goes very well. So the problem is, when do I let them in? It's your job. Yeah. Have you considered moving? No. (laughs) (laughs) Because you, you, I would imagine that you're working a lot. You have disposable income. You want to stay with mother. Oh my gosh, I could move. I'm going to move. Thank you. Wow, that's you all it took. That's all I needed all to All it took. I have not thought about that. Thank you so much. Well, I will leave. As as animatronic makers, we have to be innovators. We mm. have to ask Amen. the hard questions. Amen. Sometimes you could be caught in a, in a mental loop of, oh, oh, it has to work like this, it has to work like this, and that's the key to problem solving. Sometimes it takes one person to walk in here and go, nope, the baby should have two arms instead of none. Oh, mm. do you guys collaborate? <laughs> Who, said, who, gave Wait, you, what? who gave you that piece of advice? That's, <laughs> what, where were you that you didn't realize, baby? <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. It was a fantastic director. Um, it, I was doing a, a, a spot for Arby's, and um, there was supposed to be a mother holding a baby, um, ordering an Arby's sandwich. And um, I didn't think it, it didn't even cross my mind that the baby would have arms. You know oh, what I mean? What? Because it's in a blanket. Why, I, it, it just like, it, you know when you're so locked in on something, mm-hmm. you can't, you can't break out of it <laughs> yeah. until this director walked up and said, "Why the fuck are there no arms in this baby?" <laughs> and then I thought, "Oh my god, that's the key to the problem." Did you work with the person who made the baby for Twilight? Oh, yes. Question. What a tour so, de force! What an amazing! Hot. I thought it was so, a real baby. And I could not believe it. Uh, yeah. Now was that the same baby as American Sniper? That uh, with, yes, that's the same. That's the same animatronic actor. Uh, they repurposed, and we do call the babies actors. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we do. <laughs> yes. Um. So the baby has had a lot of work on Inmate Shyamalan's servant. I saw was on. Yes. Yeah. 
So that's actually my my sister um, does all the all the sort of the the babies with sinister energy. So oh, in all the horror movies, and that she did the Rosemary's Baby. Mm. Does that she is, do it with oh, her feet was, too? That's, old, that's very old. <laughs> that's very old. <laughs> yeah. Now, does she work on Baby Geniuses and Baby Geniuses too? Well, that's a good yes. question. Are the babies sinister in those movies? Do well, you guys consider those babies? Sinister? Well, she worked on it, so yes. I mean, we. <laughs> We are, I mean, I should explain, we're identical twins. We raised in the exact set of circumstances. Um, scientifically, a doctor made it so that we were part of a study anyway. Our parents, like... <laughs> Great. Yeah, that makes sense. And, you, and you make babies a, with your feet. I get yeah, it. We make babies with our feet. We have lived our lives in the exact same conditions except for one thing. She does the sinister babies in Hollywood, and I do the regular babies. The more lighthearted babies, the commercial spots, usually. Did the study end? No, <laughs> and I don't think it can. <laughs> what do you mean? You don't think it can? I don't think it can end. I don't think it can end until they figure out what's going on with twins. <laughs> they have to, like, they have not nailed down as a society, because I, I do ask the scientists at our weekly check-ins, <laughs> and I ask, you know, what is this for? Um, <laughs> It's weekly check-ins, right? It's weekly check-ins. Uh, but we do video diaries daily and everything like that. Um, but he said, what is this for? And he said, you'll find out when you're older. And I said, well, I'm 53. When when do I get to change? Because I think a lot of these like psychology tests, they end when the babies are adults. It's like you, 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 right. it's like Correct. a child psychology you're thing. Done. Yeah. Nature versus nurture. It's, it's usually that sort of thing. Correct. No, this one seems like it's a forever one. So it'll be interesting to see what they find out about twins. The scientists, they are not getting older? You know? I would imagine if they were there when you were born, over a hundred. And you're scientists, or is it just it's, it's like a it's like a group? No, Do you, you have know, new scientists every time you check in. You know, I've never thought about how they look a little bit different every time, but they 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 use the same names. They say, "Hi, I'm Charles. Like you know me from before. I am Tim. You know me from before." But sometimes their face looks a little bit different. And, you know, I never clocked. I never clocked that. But maybe they're different men. Well, wow. it just takes one person to walk into your life and introduce something. True. Exactly. This has it's been a, a revelatory a You're going to move. You're going to move. I'm going to move. I'm going to figure out what's going on. Incredible. <laughs> okay, how did everyone get into animatronics? <laughs> mm. <laughs> I, I can explain my story. Oh, please. I'm dying to know. Because you have I a memoir coming know. out. I do. I, I, have, I have pre-ordered that on BarnesandNoble.com. Thank you. Gears and pistons and pain. <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned to TJ earlier that I have experience with the jaws of life. Now, when I got started in this, I was actually a PA on Jurassic Park. Um, you might know the famous scene with the Triceratops, Sam Neill, with his head on it. It's breathing in and out. Um, you might think, oh, similar to... Jennifer Aniston's breasts, there's pistons inside them. Built, yeah. But no, at that time, that technology had not been created. In fact, I was inside the Triceratops, on my back, with my feet, all the <laughs> pressing out and in, out and in. Not your hands? Not my hands, no. It was, it was very thick. heavy, yeah, very, very thick, thick, very heavy. It was very hot inside of there, not much oxygen. Now, what happened was once Steven Spielberg wrapped that shot, 
they left and left me inside of it. Now, I was there for upwards of three days. It's hard to remember. And I learned a lot about animatronics by studying the inside of it, using a box of matches and checking around, studying all of the gears, all of the pistons that were in there. Um, wow. It was fascinating. Eventually, they did remember that I was inside and the jaws of life had to rip its, oh, pry its mouth open and I had to desperately How'd squeeze you get it yes, So they must have known that you couldn't have got And you, that. as an animatronics designer, you designed mm-hmm. this, P- and you designed it without a no, door. No, I was a PA at the time. Oh, you were a PA. Oh, if I had I'm designed so this, trust me, its asshole would have been able to expand. <laughs> <laughs> and that's your signature move. Can I ask that you is something your a little? Signature. And that's why I specialize in that. Do you think that all of your animals have such a big asshole because you were trapped? I think there's definitely some trauma there causing it. So no matter who's in there, they'll always get out. Absolutely. That is beautiful. Absolutely. Wow. I don't want anyone to ever get stuck inside one of my animatronic <laughs> animals. That is beautiful. I, I feel like there probably is a little piece of all of us inside. We were talking about our inside mm-hmm. jokes. That like, a like, a mm-hmm. like a peanut. Like a peanut. A little mm-hmm. nut inside every single one. A nut as in the thing that you're hiding right. in. Yeah. Right. yeah. What was in Jaws for you? Yeah. Couldn't tell you. Oh, right. Right. I yeah. don't remember what I did. Uh, but so were you just you... kind of like guessing and putting uh, wires together and just... It checks out to me because it, historically it's very well known that that shark was very faulty, which mm. is the reason why um, Steven Spielberg had to shoot so many scenes mm-hmm. where you couldn't see the shark. Steven yeah. would tell me, you got to get it going. Mm. And I go, I can if I knew it had a mind, sorry, I can if I knew it had a mind of its own, that thing. It really did. Um, but I'll say in the time since, it's been many years, I've been comfortable in the unknowing. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's There's a beautiful. release. Because I'll say, thank God I don't know how to build a robot that could swim and be that big like that. I'd be unstoppable. You're worried about getting too I'll powerful. That, my ex-wife would be dead. Oh, you're gonna, oh, you're you gonna kill build a, a woman? shark. You'd build a shark I'm to kill a woman. I'm just saying, no man should have that power, and I do believe <laughs> that God took it away. Well, mm. I'm very glad that you don't know this information, so that you remain not a murderer. But I go back and forth. I wish it so I oh, could. Okay. I go okay. back and I go right. forth. I do. Right. I really wish so I remember. So the plan there maybe did. to invite your wife to a beach or something, and then. Just yeah. accidentally an animatronic shark attacks her. Is that, was that is that the what's the fantasy? You here? would transport the shark out to the ocean maybe the day before, then bring your wife the next day, mm-hmm. and hope the shark doesn't kill anyone during that time, and you, that your wife would be the only one killed. Or would you not worry about the collateral damage? You took the words out of my mouth. That was a question. That was a question. Yeah, that was a question. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly my answer. We ask ourselves questions all the time in this line of Oh, yeah. So I'll, I'll just say, so I. Oh, yeah. I think the biggest question we all ask, which is something I think we all struggle with, is what is the line? You know? Exactly. What is the line between mm-hmm. machine and life? TJ, do you love your animatronics? Mm. I'm just wondering what the line is. It, I, I'm it sounds curious. to me like you've already fucked them. <laughs> yeah, because you've given I'm them just sexual desire. What the line is, and if it's all right. 
No, it seems like it's already happened. If I don't you're just know. looking for us to confirm. But I we... just am wondering if anybody else has had a situation where they're questioning the line between, you know, what is the line between life and machine? What is the line between kissing somebody that is a machine and kissing somebody that's not a machine? Can you tell us which animal at Disneyland you're kissing? It's... I know this might come as a shock to everybody, but it's the Navi. We... I, oh yeah, we. No, I, understand. I think we I feel like it's a out. huge. This might come as a huge groundbreaking thing, but yes, I have hooked up with the Navi, all of them. Just every just, single one. Every single one. There's, there's <laughs> upwards of fifty-seven. <laughs> fifty-seven. Everyone knows that. Mm-hmm. But just in the way that Navi normally hook up with each other, with just linking hair to each other. Yeah, yeah. both, both. It's both because they say let's oh, do you it. Oh, do the people no, I, version. I do the people version. We do the Navi version. It's really fun. It's a blast. And That's well, great. honestly, there's a lot of drama right now because everybody wants a little piece of TJ. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, oh they, no! They used oh. a lot of my, my asshole blueprints on those Navi. <laughs> yes, thank you so much for those asshole blueprints. Which are amazing. That you <laughs> which have... I heard are going to be in your memoir. <laughs> you have such an airtight patent on those. assholes. That is fantastic. <laughs> yes, but it's what I mean. It's arguably one of the most human aspects. Of life. You know all those books where it's a chapter book and in the middle they have the glossy pictures? Yes. It's, it is, is a pop-out book happen. at parts. <laughs> I did. Well, I have to make a baby that um, made a mess of itself once. Mm. And I did have to <laughs> license your asshole technology to do that. Um, I, I just shrunk it down, you know. Wrong. So I'm sorry. You had to make the baby poop itself. You couldn't have just pretended or put the poop in the diaper or something. Are you one of those girls no. that doesn't say poop? I'm just wondering what film or th- commercial you were shooting where you have to visibly see poop coming out of the baby. <laughs> 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 well, <laughs> well, first of all, I never say poop. And I resent that I, resent that I had to say it now. Everybody poops, even an animatronic. And second know? of all, this was a very racy campaign by Taco Bell that they were going to air at 3 a.m. Mm. that was an advertisement, believe it or not, for pro eating nachos and having the runs. They, they were advertising it as like a fun stoner thing. And they had a baby, you know, uh, make a mess of itself. So in this commercial, stoners were feeding a baby nachos, and then the baby was pooping itself. In in, in your defense, I want to say, I worked for Taco Bell as well. Mm-hmm. One of my first jobs was making the Chihuahua, and oh, you made that the was, Chihuahua. That wasn't real. That was my that first was real. job. But we, they make so many changes on the set of Taco Bell, and the last people to know are the animatronics. So you'll be bringing an animatronic mm-hmm. that they asked for five drafts ago. Wow. And they have to work with it. Once you bring it, they go, oh, we're not doing that anymore. Wow. Like, I have spent $30,000 on making really? this creature. Wow. Yeah. It Taco Bell difficult. works fast. Did you make fast. Stuart Little? I did not make Stuart Little. That is, oh, I don't want to say the C word, but that was CG. Uh, oh, uh, were you in a bidding war at all? Did you try to I pitch? was in a bidding war. I pitched. <laughs> I pitched. I came out $300,000 more expensive. And that was frustrating to hear. Yeah. That was frustrating to it's hear. It's a classic thing. An it's... animatronic would have been able to drive that little car so much better. Mm-hmm. They would have been able to drive it for real. Yes. And don't you think it would have been more likable? That's what I say all the time yeah. is that what animatronics are pulling a performance from an actor because right. he's in the room with them? Come on. I, I will mm-hmm. tell you, we mm-hmm. were brought in for Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. We were brought in to do the Phoenix scene. Beautiful with scene. Richard Harris and and, and, and Harry Potter, mm-hmm. and 
They brought <laughs> Does us. Does Daniel in. Radcliffe only go by Harry Potter on set? Sorry, just go ahead. Who is that? <laughs> Dan- the- Please continue. We were brought in <laughs> to work with Richard Harris and Harry Potter, and we sat down because they had tried it with CGI. And Richard Harris said, I don't know what I'm looking at. And Harry Potter said, it's just right there. And he said, don't you ever tell me what to do. When I was your age, I was smoking cigarettes. And it was a huge fight. Harry Potter said this? No, Richard Harris said this. Okay. No, Harry Potter never would. Got it. Swiss Army man. Right. Yes, I loved Harry Potter as a Swiss Army man. I cannot wait to see Harry Potter and Weird Al. I hate... Swiss Army Man is an interesting take because it's almost like an actor portraying an animatronic. Which, I, I, I have to be honest, I'm incredibly uncomfortable with. It was yeah, if if Harry Potter does anything like that again, mm. me too. I will find him. <laughs> no, for sure. It was robot face. It was offensive. It, it was, was bad. bad. It was it's robot okay. face. And I'll say, you fucking your animatronics doesn't bother me. Someone... Acting like they're an animatronic bothers me. Okay, I gotta, I gotta put my foot down. None of you, none of you have fucked your animatronics. I, I have a confession to make. Yeah, that's what I fucking. <laughs> Holy <thought>. shit. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, okay. I was part of a team working. A team. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. I was part of a team. <laughs> you are my hero. Reminder. <laughs> I, I, you will recall that I worked on Bicentennial Man. Oh my god. I will recall. Yes. I recall. I will I will and also recall. I will recall that. Feelings did develop between me and the bicentennial men. Oh my god. And things were explored. That was the first time that I really innovated. I probably went too far. I do not want to no, burst by any innovated. Bubble. What do you mean? Uh, by I uh, bicentennial man was real. Robin Williams was not there on those days. That was a real animatronic robot. Oh. Those scenes you're seeing is a real robot with real human feelings. It brings that movie to a whole other level. Oh my God. Of depth. Now, something that is not talked about, but I feel it must be, is that once his scenes were finished and we told him, you're going to be shut down, later today, he then disappeared. And we have yet to see him since. But I feel it's important to say because both of my ex-wives have been murdered, strangled by someone with no fingerprints. I'm so sorry. That is graphic to you. I'm so sorry. Did you not fuck him? (laughs) (laughs) I did fuck the person. (laughs) Oh my God. Why are you asking the one question? His story was so much deeper and richer. (laughs) I felt there was more to that story than fuck him. He gave context. I have a confession to make. Yeah. I know what happened with that with that shark. What What did you do? I fucked it. You fucked it to work? Uh, I Wait, fucked you... it. I fucked it and it turned on. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Artists on Artists on Artists on Artists answering the question, now that's why they call it showbiz. We'll see you next time. Artists on Artists on Artists on Artists is an improvised Hollywood roundtable podcast created, performed, and produced by Kylie Brakeman, Jeremy Colhane, Angela Giratana, and Patrick McDonald. Our guest today was actor-comedian Shane Top. You can follow him on Twitter at SuperShane or check him out on the amazing YouTube channel, Smosh. AOAOAOA is a Sugar 23 podcast. Mike Mayer and Michael Sugar executive producers, Liam Billingham producer. Production support by Angela Rostano and Anthony DeFrancesco. Music is by Gabriel Ponton. The opinions expressed on this podcast do not reflect the opinions of anyone who works on it, not even the performers, because this is an improvised podcast and we're stupid. 
full video versions of AOAOAOA are available on YouTube, so please like and subscribe and leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. That's all for now. Good night, Hollywood!